God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Thank you for thus far you have helped us in this conference. Thank you for the impartation in our life and for this time we are about to close with a discipleship workshop. We beg that by your spirit you will add to our knowledge. And grant us understanding that will bring light into our life. And let every darkness depart as we progress in you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Turn to Second Samuel. Let's read again few things about the mighty men of David. Second Samuel chapter 23. We read about Taco Namites. The first that slew 800 men at once. And we read also about Eliezer, the son of God. And we also read about Shama, who stood in the midst of lentils, crowned full of lentils, and the Lord wrought great victory through them. Verse 13, 2 Samuel 23, and three of the thirty chief went down and came to David in the harvest time. Unto the cave of Adolam. And the troop of the Philistines pitched in the valley of Rephim. And David was then in an hold. And the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one will give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gates. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines. I prophesy to you, you shall break through. And drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gates. And took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he will not drink thereof, but poured it out unto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he will not drink it. These things did 
these three mighty men. Take note of that as we read down. And Abishai, the brother of Job, the son of Zeruah, was chief among the three. That's another set of three. And he lifted up his spear against three hundred at once. He slew them and had the name among three. Was he not most honorable of three? He was asking a question. Therefore, he was their captain. How be it? He attained not unto the first three. So there is a record of attainment and levels of achievement. You shall be in the highest level in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 20. And Beniah, the son of Joahada, the son of a valiant man of Capsir, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Are you seeing that? These men, they are almost a lion in strength and in action. He killed them. Again, he went down also, not by mistake, deliberately into a pit and slew a lion in the midst of the pit in the time of snow. How many of us will do that? <laughs> you see a lion. Eh? And there are snow. Snow. You will go down and kill the lion. What is it that is giving this man the courage the capacity to do this kind of things. Verse 21. And he slew an Egyptian, a godly man. The, a goodly man. Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. Is it not what his Ogadevi did to the Goliath? Eh? So they, they are becoming like him. Verse 22. These things did Beniah, the son of Johada, and had the name among the three mighty men. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three. And David set him over his guard. Do you know why David set him over his guard? He noticed that he has capacity to deal with individuals that can come and attack. And David said, you are going to be my personal guard. So that if any individual, whether you are like a lion or you are like an Egyptian, you, is coming, you will be able to attack and secure him. Verse 24. Asahel, the brother of Joab, who was one of the thirty, Elihanan, the son of Doada, of Bethlehem, Shama, the Herodites, Eleka, the, the, of the, the Herodites, Helex, the Pautites, and so on and so forth. May your name be in the next list in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I say, may your name be in the name, next list of the mighty men, in the name of Jesus. Now, do you remember that this we are men that we are in debt? Eh? Men that we are in distress. Men that we are discontented, discouraged. They were troubled by so many things. And then they came to David. And David woke up the mighty men in them. See, David sat with them and said to them, My secret is this, is this, is this, so you can actually be like me. And we notice that over time, this man they became like David. And they can do exactly what David can do. In fact, if I read for you what happened later in um, Second Kings, We are there, we are giants. Giants came to fight. Sorry, let me get it. David was now in his um, very old age and um, That should be in Second Samuel twenty-one. Second Samuel twenty-one. Verse. Um, okay, just let's read it down so that we can now tie it together. Verse fifteen said, "Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel, and David went down, and his servants with him, and fought against the Philistines." And David waxed faint. He become weary. And each beep. Each beep. Burn up. Which was of the sons of the giants. The weight of whose spears. Weighed 300 shekels. Of brass in weight. He being guarded with a new sword. Thought to have killed David. But Abishai. The son of Zeruah. Did what? Succored him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Did you see that? At this time, David became weary. It was a disciple that he trained that fought and killed the giant that thought he would have killed David. Are you getting that? Now, the, then the men of David swear unto him, saying, You shall no more go out with us to battle, so that you don't quench the light of Israel. Verse 18. And it came to pass after this, that there were again a battle with the Philistines at Gob. These Philistines, then Sibek Shai, the Hushatite, slew Saf, 
which was of the sons of the giants. These are Goliath's brothers and sisters. Giants. It was not only David that killed giants. This mighty man he raised also became giant killer. Listen, you don't understand. Like I am now. You will see a man that is three times taller than you. Fully armed, trained, a champion facing you in battle. The same courage, the same fearlessness, the same faith in David was in this man. Are you getting that now? And they began to do as he did. Let me finish it up. Verse, um, verse 19. And there was again battle at God with the Philistines where Elihan and the son of Jareg Jareg Origin, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite. Are you seeing something here? Eh? The staff of whose spear was like a weaver's spear. So Goliath has a brother. When Goliath died, the brother came up and said, I'm going to revenge. I hope you know that principalities and powers have brothers and sisters. When you kill one, the other one will come up again. Verse 20. And there was yet a battle in God. We are a man of great stature, great stature, that has on every hand six fingers. How many fingers? How many fingers do you have? Check your neighbor. Say neighbor. How many fingers do you have? This man has what? <laughs> you know, this kind of thing, you say, is this a man or a spirit? Are you sure it's a man? You want to go and fight something else? Six fingers. And on every foot, six toes. Four and twenty in number. That's twenty-four. He was also born to the giant. He's a giant man. And when he defied Israel, he came up like Goliath again and said, I defy Israel. This time around, he's no longer David. Jonathan, the son of Shimei, the brother of David, did what? Slew him. Everybody, verse 22 together, want to go. These four were born to the giants in God. And they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his what? So, the question is, how did men that were full of fear, in debt, distress, discontented, turn to become giant killers like David? What process led to this? That is the process we call discipleship. Say discipleship. Is a process that sustains the development, the training of the life that will be a mighty man to do and to continue to do great things in a sustainable way. Jesus began to preach. He healed the sick. He cast demons out. He did all of that. But at a time, the Bible says he chose an appointed twelve that they should be with him. Why? 
so that he will empower them with the capacity to preach the gospel to heal the sick to cast them out for example look at what happened to this man the bible said they came and, and stayed with david do you know that these 400 men a time came when they became 600 they were living with david jesus has 12 persons living with him david had what they are all in training when david is in the wilderness they were with him he is discipling them this man met the conditions of discipleship that jesus laid out in luke 14 25 jesus said if any one of you want to come after me you must love me more than you love your father mother brothers sisters wife children and then you must be ready to take up your cross and follow after me and then forsake everything you have for my sake Their own Jesus as of that time is David. The Bible said David received them. He became a captain, their leader, their disciple, and they were always with him. I remember one occasion when David entered a city called Keilah, and the Philistines were fighting against Keilah. Saul was pursued after David. Kill. and David fought against the Philistines and conquered them and then Saul heard that David has entered um, Kayla now before that battle David wanted to go and fight against the Philistines when he heard that they were attacking Kayla and when he wanted to go this 600 men they said to him okay david what thing you want to do your life is at danger Saul is looking for you and you want to go and start fighting battle for people in israel the bible said and david inquired of the lord again and the lord said go i will be with you and you will conquer them and he said to them hey all of you up let's move they were in training they were following they were learning they were growing they were developing the greatest joy of a disciple of a true leader is when you see the people that you are training doing exactly or even more than what you can do you can imagine how happy David will be when Jonathan will come and say, the son of Shimei, his brother, come and say, that giant that has six fingers, six toes, he came up and just as the way you killed Goliath, I finished up. David will say, you are my son. Is is a result of training. Is a result of discipleship. Discipleship requires availability. They make themselves available. They left wherever they are, 
and came to be with Jesus. The kind of discipleship that we are in, we are what we call full-time discipleship. Not the kind we are doing. We are with uh, the discipleship family father, we say, once in a week, or maybe, I don't know whether you do twice, just two or three hours, you just come around, he will teach you the life of Christ. I know we are not yet doing it well. I know. But I believe we will get it well as we move on. But yet, even that one, many of us don't yet understand what we are doing. They thought we are doing ministry. This is not ministry. There is a difference between discipleship and ministry. Discipleship is a training that produces ministers. Adenugu, I gave them a commandment recently. I said, every discipleship father must be out every Saturday morning in the street for ministry. Preaching the gospel, healing the sick, casting out demons. We call it morning crusade. My wife called me this morning and said, it was powerful. Yesterday night, we were discussing, said, where is the megaphone? I said, if you don't see megaphone, use mouthphone. After all, in the time of Jesus, did he use megaphone? John the Baptist, did he use megaphone? And there was one megaphone that one of our brothers imported for us. That is, that megaphone, everything is inside the mi microphone. It's like a microphone. So I said, charge it and use. So when she was giving me the report of this morning crusade, she said, I charged it, I began to use it. And as I was using it, the thing finished. The battery died. And I dropped it. And I noticed that my voice is even better than the... She said she was preaching and she came to a point. She doesn't want to stop again. Hallelujah. When she was giving me the report, do you think I am happy or I am sad? Very happy. I say I'm producing a disciple. She's becoming like me. Amen. So, discipleship is a training. When you cannot preach like Christ, you cannot heal like Jesus, you cannot cast them on earth like Jesus, then your discipleship is not producing Christ. I believe that we are to, supposed to be humble like Jesus, gentle like Jesus, righteous and holy. But that's not all. Jesus was humble, gentle, holy, righteous. But he is also a miracle worker. Am I correct? He's also a healer, a demon caster. Through of us, wherever he sees an evil spirit, out! And return back no more. And they will be shouting and be going. That's Jesus. He's in you. Through of us. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. Christ lives in me. The mighty man is there. We are here to wake him up. And one durable way of sustainable waking up is taking your discipleship very serious. How many of us have discipleship family where you are attending on a weekly basis? Under Chibuzo, under Chooks, 
under that name and so on and so forth. Raise your hand. Raise your hand for recognition. Let the hand be up properly if you are bold. If you are not bold, bring the hand down. You cannot be up and down at the same time. It's either you are up or you are down. Now, if you know you are consistent, always dear every week, come rain, come sunshine, no excuse. Like these men in training, the 12, let the hand be up. Somebody watch. Somebody watch. Are you seeing something here now? Let me ask neighbor. Say, neighbor, why now? Hallelujah. It's a process that produces mighty men. They took it serious and they became. Now listen carefully. I studied the conditions that Jesus gave his disciples. I noticed that it's the same condition that you must meet before you join the military, Nigerian military. You know why? We are fighting kingdom battles. Disciples are soldiers of Christ. I say this is our team, Christian soldiers arise. Don't ever be tempted or allow evil thoughts to enter your head about should I miss CLDR or should I be there? No, it's settled. Because God is going to advance us by the reason of that meeting. I just want to introduce it so that we can close. But brothers and sisters, please listen. You must be available for your discipleship to produce results. Otherwise, you will be a disciple for years and nothing will be coming out of your life. We have classes of disciples. Jesus had classes too. The multitude, were they following Jesus or not? Eh? They were following Jesus. This multitude, sometimes they will leave one city and follow him to another city. Are you not reading it in the Bible? Eh? But they have problem because they are following Jesus for what they will get from him. The disciples are following Jesus for what they will contribute towards his kingdom advancement. Are you getting that? That's the difference. The multitude are looking for miracle, for signs and wonders, for healing, for whatever, solved by problem. That's what people are looking for. We give it to people too because Jesus also gave it to them, two of us. He fed them with free bread. How many of you ate for a plate of rice you ate now? You paid for it. We follow Jesus. We give you free food. Give you... You know, at Enugu, we decided to do what we call disciples' love feast and banquet and invited people. People came! You know, these days are days of serious hunger. Food can be a serious evangelism tool in a time like this. I'm telling you. Just. In that uh, flyer we wrote. Come with empty stomach. And come and see people. 
They will calculate even if it is my night food for today. Amen. Jesus fed people with bread and fish. The multitude they keep following. The following day they say, ah, we want it more again. But he knew those that are disciples, those that are in training, becoming something. And then, even among the disciples, do you know there are people they call the 70? Eh? And the what? The 12. These are classes. Levels of seriousness. Levels of commitment. Now, there is a, something I want to conclude with here. Look at what's happened. David said, I want to drink water. And the water I want to drink now is not, is not playing about it. He said, I'm longing for a water. And the water I'm longing to drink is the one that is at the well of Bethlehem. As of the time he was talking, the whole armies of Listians are encamped before the well. And David was beside. And these three mighty men came to him. And he said, oh, that somebody will make me to drink water from the well of Bethlehem. They heard it. They said, David, can't, can't we get water from Jordan? Say, no, I don't want to drink that kind of water now. What of the other one? He said, the one I want to drink. Now listen, for them to get that well, uh, water from that well, they are going to fight the whole army of Philistines. Three of them. Are you getting it? When they fight them, they will be able to what? Clear the way. So you can see a picture of three soldiers entering a garrison, an army barrack. And they are going to fight through and move to get the water. And when they are coming, they will carry the water and face them again. When they brought the water to David, they actually succeeded. Brought the water to David. David said, Oh God, if I drink this water, I have drank the blood of this man. And I would like to drink human blood. These men went in jeopardy of their life. These men, they have demonstrated that they love me more than they love themselves. These men could have died just in trying to make me to drink water. Oh God, I pour out this water as a sacrifice unto you. You know, Jesus said, you cannot be my disciple except you love me. He used the word hate. I am using checking time. Otherwise, I will start from hate. I'm just trying to explain it fast so that I can close. Except you love me more than you love yourself. If you don't love me and you cannot do for me what you can do for yourself, you cannot be my disciple. Look at this set of men. Listen. David has not become a god. David is still a human being. He's a disciple. This is exactly the same thing that Ruth did towards Naomi. Do you remember Ruth and Naomi? Both Ruth and Opa began to follow Naomi. 
she was leaving the land of Moab, the husband dead, their own husband, who, who are the sons of Naomi, dead. And she said, let me return back. What is my life? Let me go and die in the land of Ju uh, Judah. And both of them, they began to follow. Follow. As they were about to cross the border, Naomi turned and said, my daughters, go back and marry. So that you will have your life. Enjoy your life. Me, my own has finished. I cannot have husband again. I am too old. I don't know what to do with my life again. Go! So that you don't suffer yourself. They say, we will go, go with you. He said, no. Think well. He began to explain. I can, even if you want to wait, will you wait for me to marry? And then the child will grow. No, now, go! When he finished talking, talking, Mr. Mrs. Offer, eh, looked at what he had said reasonably and said, Mama Naomi, you are making a point. Thank you, sir. She kissed her mother-in-law and went away. Then Naomi looked at Ruth and said, Ruth, your sister-in-law has come back to her people and to her gods. Small letter gods. Why don't you join her? And Ruth said, Naomi, do not entreat me to go back from following you. For where you go, I will what? Go. Where you lodge, I will what? Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Far it be for me that anything apart from death. Say where you die, I will die. And that is where I will be buried. Nobody will bring my cause back to my father's house. I have decided to follow you. There are two reasons. One, Ruth rejected her people. Her people is her mother, her father, her brothers, her sisters. Are you getting what I'm talking about? She said to them, I love you people, but I love Naomi more than you. If she go back, won't she be useful to her mother? Are you getting what I'm talking about? That's number one. She also shows the God of Naomi and said, I reject the cause that my fathers are worshipping. And for that reason, I follow you. But much more than that, listen carefully, much more than that, Ruth looked at this old woman and said, if I don't follow this woman, who will take care of her? She doesn't have anybody. She has two sons before and a husband. She doesn't have anybody again. She's too old to start a work. She's too old to do business. Who will take care of Naomi? That was her motivation. Ruth was looking beyond what she will get in following Naomi. Ruth loved Naomi so much that Ruth was thinking about Naomi. Will I abandon her? Such a godly woman. Do not talk to me about following you. She followed her and came to the land of Israel. And when she came to the land of Israel, Ruth told her, You are too old to walk. Let me go and find work. And she went and find work 
when she finished working she will bring what she came from work with and she and Naomi will what that was her motivation are you getting that with all her heart to take care of this old woman whether I marry or I don't marry oh God of Naomi I will take care of this woman are you following me at all let me tell you and warn you at the same time you will get nothing in discipleship except you love Jesus first and then you will love his representative in the name of a discipler more than you love yourself There are two categories of disciples. Two categories that are following me currently. Let me tell you who they are. There are those that love me as a person and they are following me as I follow Christ. Do you remember? Do you remember? Paul said, follow me as I what? Follow Christ. Now there are some that it's not really that they love me, but they love my gifts. They love the way I explain the Bible. They love the way I preach and minister to people. What is bringing them to me is that ministry. So they will always come to get that. So tomorrow they will surely leave. How do I know? Tomorrow they may meet someone that is more gifted than me. And because what is bringing them to me, keeping them with me, is what I have, not me. What do you think they will do? Quietly in their mind, they will say, Ah, I've been enjoying you, but this person is doing two times than you. What am I still doing with you? Kukuma, make I go. Are you getting that, that now? They are not, and when, see, such people never become anything in the hand of God. Because when they get there, they will also not stay there. This is the way of God, brothers and sisters. We are talking about Ruth today. Why? Look at how the whole thing turned out. Naomi came and said, my daughter, listen to me. I want to find a home for you. First of all, he asked him, where did you glean today? He said, in the uh, land, um, field of Boaz. The Bible called Boaz a mighty man of wealth. I don't have time to go there. A mighty man of wealth. A righteous man. Then he said to Ruth, listen my daughter, don't go to any other field to glean. Remain with Boaz until the end of barley and wheat harvest. Such a difficult instruction. Do you know why it's difficult? It's difficult because how much is Boaz paying? 10,000 per month. And then, there are several other, you know, fields that are paying 15,000. So as Ruth is going to work, his fellow um, harvesters will be asking, Hey, Sister Ruth, where do you work? I work in the field of Boaz. Oh, there's one field they are paying higher. And she said, don't worry. My disciple instructed me that I should not move from this uh, field. That 
that instruction is with an insight, with a foresight. Naomi have seen a marriage coming. Ruth doesn't know anything about it. Those of you that doesn't understand submission and obedience, it will be difficult for you to succeed in discipleship. She remained. She obeyed. A day came when she came back with results and they were eating. Oh, I don't have time to go into the book of Ruth. But that day, Naomi came and said, my daughter, sit down. You know what you are going to do? Go to the house of Boaz. When he watched, when he finished eating and drinking, and he lay down to sleep, go and sleep. Find out where he has slept. Go and lie down at his feet. Don't let him know that you have come. The Bible said, when she finished talking to Ruth, Ruth said, all that you say to me, I will do. Obedience. It's not easy. The instruction is difficult. Ruth has not done that kind of thing before. But she said, I don't have any reason to be in the land of Israel if not you. Why will I disobey you? She went. She laid down. That righteous man woke up in the midnight and was afraid. And then he looked. He saw a woman almost naked. And the woman said, spread your skirt over me. Because you are supposed to, you know this thing they call Ikuchimadi. When uh, a wife of a brother die, then the other brother will. You are supposed to do that. That righteous man said, Well, you are correct, but I need to get things done properly before this. There is somebody that is closer than me. In the morning, I will settle with him. And once I settle with him, I will come and set things and we go. She came that morning. She said to him, Ha, carry every loaded her bag. I said, Leave before morning because you know he's a righteous man. He doesn't want anybody to know that a woman came here. She came back to her mother in law and reported everything. And the mother in law said, Sit down here. That man is not going to rest until he has finished this assignment. And that was exactly what happened. By the time the assignment was concluded, it was an honorable marriage between Boaz and a Moabite. A Moabite. Because of what? A selfless following. A following that has no selfish interest. She was not looking for anything. Obviously, there is nothing. But look at how God saw a heart. David was in the wilderness. He has eight brothers, seven brothers. Seven of them were in the house pressing phone. From WhatsApp to um, Instagram, Facebook. And David was facing lion and God was watching. Are you following me at all? Selfless heart. What kind of heart do you have? What kind of heart do you have? Selfless hearts. 
moment that marriage took place, the Bible says, the Lord gave her conception. The Lord. There are two ways to conceive. One is natural. Two is divine. The conception of Ruth, Ruth of her baby was not natural. The Lord gave her conception. The Lord was in the matter. And when she delivered that baby boy, all the women gathered and they said to Naomi, the Lord has visited your daughter-in-law who is more than seven sons to you. They are not exaggerating. They saw the love. They saw the caring. Even Boaz testified and said, all the men of the city have told me how vicious you are. How you left your father, your mother, your people to come and take care of Naomi. They said to Naomi, your daughter-in-law that loved you and that has become more than seven sons to you has given birth to him. That's how David came up. That's how Jesus also came from the same what? Lineage. A Moabite. You have a destiny. But if I will announce to you, I will tell you that de that destiny is tied to your discipleship. Many have lost out. And many are losing out. For this very matter. I can go on and on to talk about biblical examples but there is no time. But even those of us that are in discipleship, what kind of disciple are you? Are you the kind that can jeopardize your life to quench the test of a disciple? A woman being not an angel. And God saw. And God saw. First Samuel 2 verse 3. For the Lord God is the God of knowledge. And by him all your actions are weighed. Tonight as we close. The Lord is calling for repentance. For those of us who have played with our discipleship. Those of us who have not been serious with our discipleship. Those of us who have been in discipleship for your selfish purpose. What you want to get. You want to get connection. You want to get marriage. You want to get money. And you are pursuing it carefully. Like Opa. And sometimes you just consider and say. You know how will it happen now? Naomi will reason with you. In your heart. And you say ah. How is it going to happen? You will check, calculate. And you will just say. Nah this thing is not working. Ruth has nobody. Has no hope. Her hope is. Let me do my best. In helping Naomi. Elisha was a servant of Elijah. Pouring water. He has no ambition. Until Elijah said, what do you want? After 10 years. The examples are so many. Brothers and sisters. Discipleship is the way of God. Men that are in distress, in debt, discontented. Became mighty men. They were woken up through discipleship. And they remain strong till they finish their assignment. Will you take discipleship serious? 
the weekly discipleship, the MLDT, that, you know, we are doing, some of you started your MLDT and abandoned it on the way. I will pray for about three or four persons, the discipleship family fathers, they came to Enugu and passed through a training that we make them or equip them with the capacity to train discipleship fathers. By tomorrow, the people that we are trained at Enugu as discipleship fathers, this is the third batch, will be commissioning them. People are moving forward. What about you? Rise on your feet and let us pray. Rise on your feet and let us pray. I would like you to pray as the Lord spoke to you, as the Lord touched your life. If the Lord has spoken to you to repent from your unseriousness, attitude, inconsistency, carelessness, can you repent? If you are here, you have not even started discipleship at all. You are not attending discipleship class. You are not uh, in MLDT. Can you say to the Lord, I am taking my discipleship seriously from today. Follow me as I follow Christ. Paul was not an angel. David was not an angel. Naomi was not a spirit. Elijah was a human being. And these human beings followed. And their life came out strong. Discipleship made me what I am today. And I keep following. I keep learning. I keep growing. Some of us are despising our discipleship family father. You look down on him. You feel proud and big. Repent today. Repent of your pride. And say to God, I humble myself. I humble myself. My destiny is tied to my discipleship and I joke not with it. Some of us that are serious before are becoming unserious currently. Can you repent and say to the Lord, I repent. I commit myself to this training. It's a training. It's not a program. It's a training. For the, two, for the year 2021, where is the relationship? Lebo Shanto Labasanda, La Rapasande Lebosha, Ruth loved Naomi. The men of David, they love him. Love, you will give. When you don't love, you find.
find it difficult to give. Discipleship makes mighty men. Ruth is a mighty man. A selfless heart. If it is just serving Naomi till I die, let me do that, oh God. She doesn't have any ambition. And God honor that heart. Can God see your heart? Are you looking for something? Look for nothing but God. God knows how to reward everyone that is diligently seeking for him. He knows. He knows. But ensure that he, he is the one that you are looking for. I repent. I reconnect. Lord help me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I always share this lesson I learned from my disciple. It's a serious lesson. How can I forget such a lesson? I am not, I've not known it all. So I learn from my disciple, I learn from my disciples. I don't stop sharing it. Last year, one of my disciples called me on phone and said, Sir, me and my family want to come to honor you. Honor visit. You call it honor visit. Me, I don't know about honor visit. But I say, okay, come. When they came, they presented all sorts of things and they said it's honor visit. I prayed for them. And I said, this is a lesson. So this year, I called my disciple and I said, me and my family, we are coming for honor visit. Hallelujah. Listen carefully. Whatever you do has a record with God. And there is a reward. The heart matters. The prayer I want you to pray for your neighbor now as you hold him is, Oh God, give him or her a correct heart for discipleship. A correct heart disposition for discipleship. Hold someone by your side and pray that prayer. Give him, give her correct heart disposition for discipleship. As that prayer is going on, those of you that attended discipleship for that training at Anambra, lift the hands and come forward. After this prayer, I will pray for you. Just pray the prayer. Come forward quickly. There is only two of you. There is another person. I don't think so. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website 
www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalibos at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.